Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome, everybody, and welcome back to Maximum Octane. This week's episode is going to be pretty powerful, I think. I had a little snafu last week, and before I introduce my guest to you, I want to let you know that he absolutely, in about minute and a half changed my life and my outlook last week. And I read a lot of books and a lot of self-help books and about visualization and you have to manifest what you want and, you know, picture yourself in whatever places. And I can kind of sort of do that. But um, the way this gentleman made me do it last week, it just like, wow. So hello. Joining me today is Mr. Barney Feinberg, and he is, I'll tell you what, all over the place doing all kinds of things. He is the founder of The Chemistry Factor. He's an executive recruiter. He's an author. He's a certified coach. And one of the fantastic things about Barney is he believes that the most important factor in your business success is the strength of your relationships beginning with yourself. And boy, did we learn that during COVID and some of the other things. We had to learn about ourselves <laughs> and probably spent more time with ourselves than a lot of us were used to and also with other people. So in his executive coaching career path that he has chosen, he helps business leaders and entrepreneurs enhance their emotional intelligence. And that allows them to achieve the greater success and satisfaction they've always wanted in their business, their career, their life. And the chemistry factor process inspires clients to empower their value perspectives quickly and easily no matter what the circumstances are that they're facing, strengthening their productivity, innovation, and leadership skills. So I'll tell you what, if there's somebody you want to listen to, it is this man right here and otherwise known as Coach Barney, right? That's your other little nickname that that you have that your your clients call you? Uh, Yes, now that I started podcasting. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for such a a wonderful introduction, Kim. I, you know, I, I... like I'm blushing. <laughs> okay. And it's great to be on your show. And yeah, I'm ready to talk. What, what, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I want to talk about how gracious you are and, and how you really kind of flipped me upside down last week. So a little bit of backstory. I've been trying to connect with Barney. We we're going back and forth about when could he be on the podcast, different things. Let's get together. Let's speak about it. 
Well, we were on the phone. I had a pool guy come and my heater wasn't working and somebody else was knocking on the door and it was like, holy cow, you know, all these things are going on at one time. And I was trying to multitask, which I shouldn't have probably, but I, they came when they came. (laughs) I didn't want to say, Hey, Barney, can you call me at another time? That's more convenient for me because, you know, I have things going on. So I thought I got this, I can handle this. And Barney's stuff was up on the screen and his full name is more Bernard, right? It's Bernard. That's correct. Yeah. So I, that was on my, up on my screen. And so the pool guy was whispering to me in one ear, the UPS guy came on the other. And then I have poor Barney in the other. So I'm like whispering, Barney, I'll be right with you because I was looking and so gracious and so wonderful. You were like, well, that'll be great. And I look forward to you calling me Barney. I was mortified. And you were like, why would you be mortified? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you, you're taking your time out to speak with me and do this. And then you walked me through like a visualization that, holy cow. So do, do you want to share that part of it, what you did for me or how well, you did it? You said it in the introduction that it's all about who we're being in the journey. And everything you just said to me, it sounds like, wow, what's the difference between life and work? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're always juggling and we we think of them as different, but they're, they're one and the same. So that when we can really attach ourselves to what I call peak moments in our life during whatever we're doing and embrace them, the world changes instead of reacting we get to decide who we want to be in the journey. And that's kind of what I do with people in life and in work. And they both are interchangeable. <laughs> and I can, I, I'm sure there are people listening who can say, oh, multitasking, that drives me crazy. <laughs> it drives most of us crazy, but yet I find myself <laughs> still in the so, interest of time of, of trying to multitask. I will say this to you. The big thing is to know ourselves. That's the first step in building what you mentioned before, which is your your EI, your emotional intelligence. And who are we? How do we define ourselves? Well, as coaches, we've all been taught we define ourselves by our values. Values are our rules of conduct. They characterize who we are, and they are elemental to the actions we take. And when a value is disconnecting, we're emotional. It drains our energy. We're tired. uh, We're less fulfilled. It opens up the emotional warning bells of anger, frustration, stress, anxiety. And that's who we are. We're, We're not thinking machines with emotions, but rather emotional machines that think. (laughs) That's one way it's been put to me. And so, We actually have choice in the matter. And that's the beauty of it. We can actually choose who we want to be, no matter what circumstances we're facing. But it takes some time. And sometimes it can happen instantly. But it's like a muscle to build. It's like redoing a car. (laughs) If your transmission needs to be fixed, you have steps to take. And this is the same thing. It's the steps to take to get yourself in a place that inspires your actions. 
And if you know something else, I'd be happy to hear it. Values are what does it. But most of us have a really hard time defining our values. Oh, we'll, we'll name a few, but we have hundreds. And when one of them is not being honored and that's what we're standing in, guess what happens? <laughs> we get stressed. We get, oh, what am I going to do? So when we practice learning how to empower our values, the world changes. We can do it quickly and easily, no matter what circumstances we're facing, and the world changes. And in business, we become much more productive, much more innovative, with greater leadership skills, because we are a magnet rather than a magnet that's throwing things away. People are coming to us because we know how to connect with them. That It's a four-step process. Know yourself, learn how to empower your values, know others, and connect. I call it authentic connection. When you are honoring a value, let's say confidence, that inspires me and I'm honoring confidence at the same time, you and I are in simpatica. Oh my goodness, the world changes. We're so, so much more powerful than if we were just on our own. And that kind of gives you a brief understanding. Remind me, what was it that I said? Because I don't remember what I say. <laughs> so I, I'm, I want you to walk through the, the viewers through this because it was so powerful, if you don't mind. But you, I'll swing you back for a moment to you said when you can tie something to a peak moment in your life. And that's where I think that your method is a little bit different than other people, because usually it's like, OK, a bird's eye view or, if, you know, you hear, you know, pretend you're at your 90th birthday party. What, what do you want people to say about you? And all of those kind of things that are like, oh, gosh, whatever. Who cares when I'm 90, what they say? You know, I hope they say I didn't take any crap, you know, like, I don't know what. <laughs> and also just, you know, visualize who you want to be or whatever. And the thing that you asked me was to think about a peak moment and what something that really, where did I feel? I think the question you said, like the most joy, the, the most happy place feeling that I ever had I, I was some something along the lines of that. That's one thing that I could say. There are many things that, you know, it depends on the value that you want to empower. Okay. Because once you can go to that peak moment of that value that defines how you see it. Okay. It's your definition of that value. It inspires you. Well, that's what brought it all home for me. Right. Because yeah. When, when you asked me to, I was like, oh, I don't know. I've had a lot of moments. And you were like, Kim. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm, you know, 100 miles an hour going. And, and you were like, I wanted to think about this for a moment. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I thought about the the very first time I laid eyes on my newborn son and, and how I felt. Uh... And then you asked me some more questions about it. And I was actually in the moment. And I was picturing that. And I was feeling that. And, and then you said something so simple and elegant of basically I'm paraphrasing you, but you can choose to feel this moment all the time and feel like this and, and do. And I'm like, what the heck? How come no one ever told me this before? I mean, like, holy cow. And when I tell you how many books I have read and podcasts I have listened to and Ted talks and other things about, dialing in stuff and you can change how you feel and don't let the day run you, you run the day and don't, you know, make sure you respond and not react and do all of that. And you in two minutes was able to completely change that. 
So yeah. can we run through something? Can we tell our viewers to kind of well, tell me a value you'd like to empower? <laughs> oh my gosh. What wouldn't I want to? That's Pick, probably you know, the bigger. The, the first but you're just hitting on the first step. Most of us have a hard time articulating our values. And if we can't articulate them, it's hard to understand what they actually are and how we can interact with people that you know we work with every day. So if I said I, I love to empower the value of, you know, courage. Courage is great or, or confidence. You know, even in fact, I like confidence better. I think of a moment in my life that I was playing baseball <laughs> and I knew that every time I got to the plate, I could hit the ball over the right field fence. And every time I stepped in the batter's box, I was totally confident. Did I do it every time? Of course not. But the confidence I had that I could just inspires me. It inspires me to be able to do anything. And so if I'm finding myself, oh, the day has gotten long and I'm feeling frustrated, well, boom, snap out of it. Bring confidence back to the game. And we, anybody can do that. We have those peak moment stories. And if people are having a hard time remembering them, well, you could always go to a book passage or a movie scene or something that brings it back. But I promise you, you will find that story within yourself too. It may not happen right away like it did with you, but it, it, it's there to discover. And there's so many values that we can connect to with other people. In other words, oh, I'm always confident. Well, if I'm working with someone that that doesn't always resonate, huh, well, that could be, you know, the definition of insanity. <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's not resonating. What does resonate? Well, you know, the value of, I, I can't even think you know, right now. I'm a little blank. Authenticity is something that people well, are really lacking these days. Authenticity, transparency. transparency. I mean, yeah, there are so many that you can find that moment. And if you practice it now, if you do it once and you let it go, well, eventually you're going to forget to do it. But if you practice, you know, empowering that value of seeing of the love and, and joy you had with your, with your son, it was your son, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. With your son, if you practice that every day, it starts to become second nature. And here's the beauty. Okay. Imagine you're really well connected with someone. You have a great relationship. Okay. But it's always the same values. I call that stagnant. It's like you're connected, but it's expected. It start, starts to lose its juice after a while. You know, then there are the dysfunctional relationships, which rejected and disconnected. Those drive us crazy. And then I call on the rise, which is innovative and inspiring, where maybe there's a value you've never connected to before. Maybe sense of humor with this person or some people need a sense of humor. Mentoring or something. <laughs> well, yeah, with those people, you wouldn't go to sense of humor with. <laughs> they don't need anything. That's not them. It's not about making them wrong. They're not wrong. They're just different. But there are values that with that person, you do have connection. Dedication to excellence. That's a great one. Okay. I remember when I was a paper boy at the age of 10. And yes, there were paper boys when I was growing up. 
And I was driving my bicycle and there were 75 papers I had to deliver up and down the blocks every day, like clockwork. And that took dedication. And there, there was a pride about that. And it, it, it was a focus. Focus is another value. Okay. Yeah, I use the, the term red seams for my focus. Red what? I'm sorry. Red seams. And what you'll realize is that I'm a big baseball fan. <laughs> so when I was coaching kids, it was all about keeping your eyes on the red seams of the ball. When you're catching it, when you're hitting it, when you're focused on the red seams, you're going to be much better at baseball than you are if you're not thinking. If Yogi Berra said, if you, you can't think and hit at the same time. <laughs> so I, I like using those kinds of quotes. Anyway, so yeah, on the rise is discovering new ways to connect with people that you've never connected to before in values that you didn't even realize were available because you didn't have enough understanding of the values that are important to you. You bunched them in. You say, well, Barney, you know, the big value for me is integrity. Well, that's a great value. How many values are there in integrity? I can name you one, timeliness. If somebody's not on, their, on time on a consistent basis, I think they're out of integrity. Now, maybe there's 75 other values that I could uh, include in integrity and empower one of those that would all, totally shift the circumstances where that person isn't being made wrong. That person is actually being connected to where what you find is they stop being late. They start being on time because they want to be around you. Is this making sense? It is. And I wanted to circle back for a moment, if you would, and if you could expand a little bit, I love what you said about, it's not about making them wrong. And then you said something like that, just to, in this last piece that you were speaking, the disease it's of a wrongness. horrible habit that many of us have. Can you talk about that a little bit? And it's the disease of wrongness. Whenever something's wrong, what you're basically saying, there is a value that's being disconnected in me and in, you know, because of what the way someone's acting, you're allowing your circumstance to make something wrong. Now, can things improve? Oh, yeah. Can you empower the value of efficiency? Absolutely. But instead of making people wrong, find ways to make them right. Oh, we can make this work. Because when they get wrong, if you're telling somebody they're wrong and you say, this is how you better do it, uh, they may do it that way, but they're not going to be inspired. Not if it comes across as they're doing something wrong. Inspiration is going to be, gee, how do we do this? How can we improve this? You know, it takes a couple of extra questions. And then what about this? Oh, maybe we should try this. Not like this is what you better do, because if you don't, you're getting it wrong. <laughs> it's a turnoff. Well, we know that. And especially Those in corporate today's relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Today's <laughs> world, people, they do not respond to that of, you know, the finger pointing and, you know, what the heck were you thinking and all of that. And rightfully so, right. It took us a long time to evolve from it's my way or the highway 100%. to hopefully we'll, we're becoming better leaders, but that is a tough, tough habit to break of that, like, it's not about making them wrong, right? Because when something happens that doesn't go according to plan, I think it's most people's first impulse or yes. reaction to be like, yes. oh, it's the bus was late or the stupid phone's not working or the this. How do you stop that? How do you? It's a reaction. 
The yeah. first thing to do is notice that you're reacting. You're not deciding. You're reacting. Well, who was it? Uh, Winston Churchill said, fear is an emotion. Courage is a decision. When you decide to be courageous, if you can empower courage within yourself, then it's a lot different than having to do something in fear. And when things don't go the way you plan, guess what? Welcome to the world. <laughs> what do they say? The battle plan changes after the first shot, okay? Yeah, it's about whether you're going to react to it or decide to it. And when you start practicing empowering your values, you can actually embrace your son. And if you're embracing your son authentically, when, you, when you're talking to somebody that isn't, isn't performing the way you have expected to them, you're, you're not going to say, hey, you're wrong. You're going to say, gee, how do we make this better? It's practice. It doesn't just happen. It can happen every now and again when you start empowering values. But imagine you've got 20, 30, 40 values that you can empower at a, you know, in an instant. Wow. Wow. That, that's, that just opens up the door to so much more possibility. You just say it so wonderfully. You make it sound so easy. Too easy for sure. Well, Nelson Mandela said he walked through the door to freedom and knew if he left bitterness and hate behind, he would have still been in a prison. He let that go and he became the president, first black president of South Africa. I mean, he understood that unity, the value of camaraderie and relationships of that nature were what were going to empower that kind of a transition. And we can do that every day. We're no different. It's a matter of making the choice and the decision to do so. Very, very, very profound. Thank you. It's such a simple and elegant way, for sure. Okay, so your voice is just much more soothing and calming than mine. Can you kind of do for our listeners what you told me about? Close your eyes and imagine that moment. Can you, can you do well, that? Well, what I can do with you is... We, Pick a value. Pick a value that, that really resonates for you. Patience. Patience. Oh, I love that one. I want you to close your eyes and think of a time in your life when patience was everything. You may have been very relaxed. You may have been on a vacation. You know, patience where there was no rush. Okay. Where were you? I was in the Bahamas. Okay. And <laughs> when you were being patient, what were you patient? Barney, for? what happens in the Bahamas stays in the Bahamas. No, just kidding. So yeah. I was on the beach looking out at just the, the vast water and sand. And it was just the perfect temperature and the perfect amount of breeze and the perfect amount of sunshine and it was just everything was on point. If you could write in a brochure and say, this is the exact temperature, this is the exact everything, it, it would be that. Okay. I want you to take away the, the vocals now. Okay. I want you to close your eyes. Be on that beach. The waves are washing to the shore. Maybe there's some beautiful seashells, you know, sitting on the beachfront. The vista's just gorgeous. Everything is just that complete. What are you, how are you breathing right now? Very, just evenly and. 
Yeah. And how are your shoulders feeling? And, you know, you're, you're sitting right now. How, how are you feeling in your seat? Really relaxed and not all tensed up with my shoulders all tensed up. Right. So the next time you want to be patient, go to the Bahamas. Be on that beach. Notice the smell of the air. Maybe there was a sea, sea breeze or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a quick story of someone who I also coached who told me he was a type A personality and he had, there was absolutely no way he could ever be patient and it was hurting his business. And because he was 10 steps ahead of his clients and his clients were getting frustrated. So, Oh, I can't be patient. And we talked and we talked and he came up, you know, when I was fishing with my grandfather on his boat, And it wasn't about how quickly we were going to catch fish. It was about having a sandwich together, joking together, drinking a soda pop. And his shoulders came down. He was relaxed. He understood what patience meant. It wasn't about looking at the finish line while you're in the journey. It was about being in the journey in the moment. And he tried that with his client. And two things happened. First, his client started to love him again. And secondly, he got paid a lot more money because they weren't ready to go so fast. So he was getting paid by the hour. <laughs> and wow. So it worked out really well for him. And we all have stories of patience, but we're in this hustle bustle. You know, we're in business. Oh, come on. Who's patient? We've, we've got so much to do. And my belief is when you're patient, you will get more done in less time. That is absolutely a true statement for sure. We've seen it all the time with productivity and efficiency. When you take a step back and not try to make things all crazy and rush things, it does for sure. And you'll enjoy the ride more too. (laughs) Well, gosh, I'm just feeling so relaxed right now. I just, I need you to do this every night. Just call me and and walk through, but I can just do it it on my own. Write it down. Have the moment in the Bahamas. Put a little keynote to it, like something that resonates for you. Have a picture of the Bahamas somewhere near you. You could put it on your phone if patience is what you want to drive with today. Or you could have a picture that inspires confidence or camaraderie or whatever value you want to speak to. And if you have that list and you practice, it takes no more than a minute. Each one. Practice them every day suddenly it becomes so much easier. It's right in the palm of your hand. So for our listeners, when they're listening and say, gosh, I want to do what that Barney guy said, and I want to start doing it. What is the, the first step? How do they choose a value? Because the first step is to choose 10 values. Okay. The first step is to know yourself. The better you know yourself, the easier it is to, gonna, to get things done. Choose those values. Choose values that are, to people tend to choose the ones that they are always, I call it automatic pilot on, <laughs> uh, which is often a, a good and a bad. Because if you're on automatic pilot with patience and the person you're working with is not patient, you're going to get disconnected <laughs> and it's going to be hard. So it really is about knowing what you go to automatically and then knowing other values that inspire you that may not be as readily available to you that aren't what you go to on an automatic basis. 
by replacing values that you go to automatic on with other values, whoa, the world becomes so much bigger and you become so much more attractive to the people you're talking to and the people you're working with. So the first step would be to choose at least 10 and start, I, I, you know, it's in my book, you, you, you free write. If you know how to free write, you know, you just, whatever comes to your mind and patience, you write it all out. Blue sky, water, you know, what, you know, cascades. I, I, I don't know. And once you do that, you pick that peak moment that inspires that value, that defines it for you. And now, now, now that you have it, you start embracing it. You, you allow yourself to go there. And if you start thinking about it, then you're not being authentic about it. It's not about thinking. It's about being. And being is when you're truly embrace. You know, movies do this to me all the time. I watch a movie and there are scenes in that movie. There's a wonderful life, which should be coming out this year, you know, this time of the year. There are certain scenes in that movie that express a value for me. That, that's what story is about. Stories just are our morals and our principles. That's why the Bible is so strong, because it has so many morals and so many principles and so many stories. And we get to define which ones we want, but we have them within ourselves. We have our own personal Bible within us, you know, and by us discovering those stories, that's how it resonates. And if you practice it, you'll find that when circumstances come that were unexpected, you can choose who you want to be rather than react. I just love it. I love that fear's reaction and change is a decision. I mean, courage is a decision. I can't even read my own writing today. Well, that's uh, Winston Churchill. I won't take credit for that. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And I just, again, the tying things back to peak moments makes it the feeling so much more real than just visualizing what I would like it to be, which that's a very good thing to do too. I'm not discouraging anyone from doing that. And there's things that, Certainly you want to, if you've not experienced anything that you want to visualize that, you know, this is what it would look like. This is what it would sound like, but to tie back to a peak moment in your life and be able to use that is just incredible. So honestly, everyone just needs to get Barney's book, The Chemistry Factor, and listen to his podcast and his website and all of the links for that will be in the show comments. And if you have any comments or questions for me, Please feel free to email me. All the links to get me is down the bottom. Or if you would like to contact Coach Barney there, you can do the same. And I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and inspiration with me and for changing my life. Kim, you're fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love your laugh. Uh, You got a great smile. I could see your smile with my eyes closed because it comes out in your voice. And you, you, you have a great voice. So... You know, you said something earlier about me that I'm like, oh, no, not at all. (laughs) So anyway, thank you for inviting me. Now I'm blushing. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's good to know who you are. The better you know yourself, the easier it is to know what you want. And the better you know what you want, the easier it is to achieve. That's for sure. Well, everybody... Please, I hope you took something away from this today. There were so many things to think about and think about those peak moments and how you can decide to use them. So I will see all of you or next week. Thank you again, Barney. Bye-bye. Thank you. Cheers. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.